Hey there, it's Ron. We have four events coming up in April. On Saturday, April 8th in Denver, we're hosting a special all-artist show at Dink, the Denver Independent Comic Expo at 5 p.m. That show is free with admission to the expo. On Tuesday, April 11th, we're hosting a fundraiser for our pals at Denver Zine Fest, where you'll hear stories, make your own mini-zine, and get a chance to hop on stage and share your creation with the audience. And, as always, our regular monthly shows take place on the second Tuesday and third Wednesday of the month. That's Tuesday, April 11th in San Diego and Wednesday, April 19th in Denver. The theme of those shows will be Jinx. Please check our website, thenarrators.org, or our Facebook page for all the details. We will see you soon. Next storyteller. All right, next storyteller. It's next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. Today's story comes from University of Denver philosophy professor Sarah Pesson, which is an awful lot of alliteration and way harder to say than I thought it would be. Sarah's story was recorded live on January 18th, 2017 at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. The theme of the evening was dropping the ball. So um, just to let the cat out of the bag, just up front, I'm a Jew. I'm a Jew from Brooklyn. I talk like a Jew from Brooklyn. I wave my hands around when I talk like a Jew from Brooklyn. And recently I had a medical situation that now makes me talk like a Jew from Brooklyn with a bit of a lisp, and I'll get back to that. So as a Jew from Brooklyn, living in Colorado, I often feel like a fish out of water, and that feeling times 480 when it comes to me trying to go to a medical doctor in Colorado. So, you know, there are these like um, medical studies and they have like um, a chart with like a, a graph and there'll be like um, this like scan, a scale and all the way on one side on the left is like Norwegians and all the way on the right is like the Jew. And what the chart is called is like reactions to pain, <laughs> differences according to culture. And so all the way on the left, you have Lars. Um, Lars is at, you know, at work and like a, a titanium and reinforced steel file cabinet falls on him from the upstairs next floor up while he's enjoying his lunch. And you know, his reaction is like, it's, we're good, it's fine, <laughs> Not, we're good. Um, and then on the other side of the scale, you have the Brooklyn Jew. So as a Brooklyn Jew, when I get a paper cut, you're gonna hear about it. Um, and in fact, we're gonna turn it into a multi-person incident where, where for example, um, you will be uh, driving out to Walgreens right now to get me not just any kind of Neosporin, but there's different kinds, the kind with the pain relief. And, uh, and you know, somebody on this side is gonna find like somewhere in their bag or their pocket like a a Band-Aid crumpled up in there, and I'm gonna say with all due respect, put that back. I like the kind that's fabric woven, <laughs> that's also waterproof, and that's kind of has the medicine also inside as a double medicine thing. And so I'm gonna ask you to drive to Safeway because I know they have that there. So um, as a Jew from Brooklyn, I am not shy about letting you know when I'm in pain, um, nor am I shy about involving all of us 
until I am not in pain. <laughs> and if I may contextualize this a bit, God bless Jesus, but some of his followers, white Protestants, are super quiet. Like, super quiet, like a steel filing cabinet has fallen on me, and I'm not going to say anything. Quiet. Um, and this general atmosphere, um, to my mind, per go permeates throughout a lot of stuff in like European and American culture. Don't even get me started there, because I feel very strongly about this point. There's a lot of stuff that goes on based on that like quiet Protestant thing that like really impacts a lot of stuff, like culturally, civically, etc. Um, and not w certainly in there is medical, like the medical practice in this country. Um, and I didn't experience that so much in New York, but now that I live in Colorado, let me say, yes, the Colorado experience in the medical doctor's uh, you know, sphere, to me, when I go in there, I just feel like the bottom line, like the fine print is like, in the waiting room, is like, what would Lars do? <laughs> like, that's the unspoken assumption. So when this loud-talking Brooklyn Jew goes in to a Colorado medical office um, and, and expresses my pain, like I'm at a doctor's office, I, 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 I always get this sort of look of like... <laughs> and, and I could tell, like, their eyes are looking at me, everyone, from the receptionist, the nurse, the doctor. It's like, shh. <laughs> Baby Jesus is sleeping. <laughs> You're waking him up, shh. <laughs> so, frankly, I actually do not much like going to the doctor's office in Colorado. <laughs> so it was about three years ago when I first started what was to be a two-year round of visits with two separate doctors, um, a, a, a sort of a, the, the, the main doctor, the um, primary care, and an um, ENT, an ear, nose, and throat specialist. Um, and I had a two-year process, two doctors, multiple visits for a very extreme pain that I was experiencing in my mouth. And I found out how extreme it was, I guess, when I found what I actually said to the doctor to describe the experience. It was a very specific, very graphic claim, which really just sort of came out because this is what the pain was. Um, and the expression I found myself using was... It feels like there's a staple in my tongue. I have to tell you, that's a very specific thing to say. But because of the Larsian undertone, the doctors are just looking at me like... <laughs> and for two years, two doctors had like no reaction to that information. Um, and it's like, shh, he's sleeping. And it's like, I'm, I'm expressing this. And over these two years, it's actually getting worse. Um, and both because it's getting worse, but also because the doctors are like not listening to me. They're not hearing me. They're completely not impressed with this news because they're coding me as like a loud Jew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I find myself like trying to amp up the description. It's like, it feels like there's a staple in my mouth, like from a stapler. I, um, 
like two metal prongy kind of things like uh, in the mouth and pain is coming out of like a hole and it's like a molten lead staple from the devil's stapler. Like I didn't, I, I just, there was no, nothing. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> so here, here's where I dropped the ball. After two years and these two doctors and multiple visits, I actually, and they weren't reacting, they didn't care, they just thought I was, you know, being exaggerating. Um, after this two years with two doctors, I, I actually felt embarrassed. I came to feel embarrassed about who I am and how I express myself in a deep existential way. Um, I really came to feel this deep dread about how I talk like a Jew. Um, the doctors weren't listening to me. Um, and, you know, look, there's other things that go on in my world every day that help emphasize that. I work in a very Protestant sort of place. So do you. Most people do. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm just constantly feeling like, you know, like, shh, he's sleeping. So I, um, I actually was embarrassed um, after this series of, of sort of doctors not listening to me, this existential dread. Um, and I actually, I remember driving home from the doctor, this, the, the time that it really struck me. I just remember thinking, like, how can I become more Protestant? Like, why do I have to be so loud and pushy and the pain and it hurts and blah, blah, blah? Like, I really started to feel this, this feeling, like, why can't I tone it down? Um, and I actually thought, like, you know, maybe I would at some point go back to the doctor, but maybe I can express my pain in a more gentle, quiet kind of way. Um, maybe, maybe I could express my pain with more of a, a blonde upsweep. Like, that maybe would, would help, or, or maybe, um, maybe with more of like a Patagonia lycra <laughs> wear, or like, or like equestrian-themed uh, pants. Like, I, I, I don't even know if they make equestrian pants in Jew size, but I was like, maybe I could cram myself in to some equestrian pants, like with a snifter, you know, I, I would, you know, but in all of these things, what I realized is there is one thing that I could do to answer the question of what would Lars do, um, is I could remain quiet. So for 10 months, I, against every single Jewish Brooklyn bone in my body, quietly sat with a searing pain in my body. So this ridiculous period lasted about 10 months. And I don't know what happened one day. Maybe I overheard some Curb Your Enthusiasm, or <laughs> I don't you know, maybe I went past a bakery shop and the waft of hamantash and came through. I, I don't know what it was. But thank God, one day, I just dude it right back up. And I said, you know what? This is bullshit. There's something wrong here. And I vociferously found my way to a new doctor. I complained loud as hell. And he heard me. On the Monday before Thanksgiving, just a few weeks ago, I was diagnosed 
And on December 16th, just a few short weeks ago, I had a rather extensive surgery of the head and neck. They removed the problem. And now um, I'm left, A, alive, B, new and improved, with a very impressive scar across my neck. You can't see, but you may be catch a glimpse later. <laughs> and C, yeah, I didn't realize that was, <laughs> okay, all right. Um, and, and C, like um, talking now like a Jew from Brooklyn, but with a bit of a lisp. Thank you. I'm just going to say one more thing, which is like when it comes to your health, please do not be Lars under the file cabinet. Be a Jew from Brooklyn. That's Sarah Passon, everybody. Keep it going. Oh, my goodness. Wow. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Mary Robertson, Aaron Rollman, and me, Ron Doyle. Our assistant producer is Sydney Crane. Our theme music is by Whalehawk. And our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. A very special thanks to our amazing sponsors, Illegal Pete's, Sexy Pizza, From the Hip Photo, and Renegade Brewing Company. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And join us at one of our live monthly shows, which take place every second Tuesday of the month at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego, California, and every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Both shows start at 8 p.m. and are always free to attend. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter, and for past episodes, photos from our live shows, and a list of our upcoming events and themes, please visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening.